The Supreme Court has cleared the way for Donald Trump's tax returns to be released to a House panel that really wants to take him down. We're going to be looking at a very big political fight. They've been working on this for years. They've finally got it. So could it derail Donald Trump's bid for the White House? A new poll suggests he is the front runner. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the program. A pre-happy Thanksgiving to you. This is the Trish Regan Show. I am Trish. Portions of today's program are brought to you by Legacy Precious Metals. You know, I'm really excited because we are going to be having a very special event with Legacy Precious Metals. I'm going to be joining you all live to talk to you directly. If you're signed up, it's an invitation only kind of thing to talk with you directly about all the challenges facing our economy right now. I will have Charles Thorngren from Legacy Precious Metals on hand to help answer some of your questions from the investing perspective. But I'm looking forward to this. We've done this once before, and it was so great to hear so much from all of you. We decided we'd do it again. So tune in, make sure you sign up, go to LegacyPMInvestments.com slash Trish, my name, LegacyPMInvestments.com slash Trish. Sign up. It's going to be happening next week, Tuesday, the 29th of November at 2 p.m. I would love to hear from you. Again, close to just fans of the show. It's all free, but we got to make sure that you sign up. So we got a lot going on here. I mean, you look at what's happening here with the Supreme Court just this week now saying that they're not going to block a House committee from getting their hands on those tax returns, which is apparently kind of a final defeat, right? Because the president, former president, had been trying over and over and over again to prevent this from happening. His argument has been all along that this is a political witch hunt. They're trying to use this for political purposes, and they're not going to stop. I mean, it's amazing how much he has angered the other side. I think his political enemies are hoping that they can somehow prove this conflict of interest between what he had going on within his business and what he was doing as president of the United States. And if they can prove that, they can sort of point the lines to a money trail that may somehow indict him in some way. I mean, notwithstanding the fact that so many of these presidents have really kind of maximized the whole money trail thing after the fact. Of course, I guess in in their defense, it was after the fact, right? So whether it be Bill Clinton getting all kinds of deals and setting up the whole Clinton Global Initiative after the fact, it was after the fact. I would still argue that it's pretty murky. It's pretty suspicious. Some of the relationships and the money that has changed hands within that whole CGI environment, but they're trying to suggest that the president was using his office for financial gain. If they could prove that, then that would be a pretty big win for the Democrats and should theoretically completely exclude him from being able to run again in 2024, which is the plan right now, because you heard him the other night, he announced his candidacy. I would say, and if you look at some of the polls right now, he's way ahead. I've told people this before. I do think that if he is successful with being able to go through with this run, you know, I mean, if the Democrats don't take him down on these fraud charges, then you're probably looking at the Republican Party nominee being Donald Trump, because the base loves him. And it would be very hard for, say, Ron DeSantis or any of the others to kind of come out of the woodwork and take the mantle, so to speak, from Donald Trump. But then it becomes a much more challenging picture when you look at the the overall election that would then be happening, because you need to have that sort of appeal to the middle, whether or not he could do that remains to be seen. He wasn't able to do it before. Could he do it? We 
we'll see if he gets that far, right? Because this may actually mess things up in, in a pretty, pretty big way, which is what so many Democrats want. And by the way, like a lot of Republicans want as well. Don't kid yourselves. There's a lot of people within the Republican Party that would really like to see him just go away on a very long vacation or disappear to a um, beautiful island <laughs> somewhere in the Pacific. Anyway, I want to get to some other stories that we're watching very closely today. But before I do, a quick plug again for my friends over at Legacy Precious Metals. I really want you guys to participate in this. It was so wonderful last time. I heard so many wonderful questions from all of you. And this is your chance to speak directly to me and directly to the CEO of the company. We're going to talk about the current landscape, what the Federal Reserve is doing, how much more there is to go, and what it's going to mean for inflation, what it's going to mean for the country. So go sign up. You can participate in this live, private, exclusive event by signing up at LegacyPMInvestments.com slash Trish. Again, it's all free. LegacyPMInvestments.com slash Trish. So let's look forward to that. We're going to speak at 2 p.m. on the 29th. That's next Tuesday, Tuesday the 29th at 2 p.m. We're looking at the market right now, which is going to have a shortened day, of course, today because you got a big holiday coming up. I'm somewhat surprised and and perplexed by all this optimism. Hey, I I love optimism and I I believe firmly that you always need to have that optimism. But there's a lot of reality checks that I think need to come into play in that the market is going to likely have a hard time as we adjust to what I believe will in fact be a pretty significant recession. We've got investor home purchases dropping 30%. You saw that data that came out as the market cooled with this decline really being a signal that the rise in mortgage rates, right? That's the rise in borrowing rates mean that higher home prices that have pushed traditional buyers to the sidelines are really causing also these investors to move to the sidelines too. So when you start losing the investment community, when you start losing the actual core community of people that would be buying homes, you're going to see price declines in homes. And this is the biggest source of savings for most Americans. So that's going to be a tricky thing, but a reality nonetheless, as we confront a more challenging economic environment. The administration, meanwhile, trying to do everything it can to perhaps alleviate some of those economic challenges for younger voters by, yet again, trying to figure out a way to make sure that people can get ten dollars or $20,000 worth of student debt forgiveness. So the latest here is that President Biden is begging the Supreme Court to take a look at this. In the meantime, as they make a decision as to whether or not they will, and I don't think they will, he's decided that he's going to actually continue putting a pause on the student loan repayments. Payments were set to resume, you see, on January 1st, but now they're going to resume 60 days after litigation over the loan forgiveness program is resolved or the program is implemented as Biden would like it to be. Now, this is, this is wild because it's yet again, I think, more proof of how this president is trying to use his office as a kind of king-like dictatorship. I, I realize that's probably going a little bit far for some people, but nonetheless, when you're saying, okay, you over here, Sally and Joe, you need to pay for Tom, Dick, and Harry's student loans, even though maybe you worked three jobs to put yourself through school, and maybe you couldn't go to school 
because you couldn't have taken all that debt and you need to still work three jobs. How is it fair that one portion of the population is going to have to pay for this for the other side of the population? Look, none of this is ever fair. These are frankly just wealth transfers and we have them and have had them throughout history. It's part of what taxes, as you see them go up at certain income levels are, right? Those are wealth transfers. But what's especially concerning about this, this student debt situation is that none of what the president is proposing actually deals with the reality of the debt itself and the reality that you have so much inflation within the cost of a college education. It didn't used to be this way. I mean, you used to be able to get a college education for a pretty reasonable amount of money, money that people didn't really have. And so the idea government had, and it was a well-intended idea, was how can we make education more accessible to everyone? And so they came up with this whole, okay, we'll just give money out. You can borrow whatever you want. Kind of no questions asked, right? But when you do that and you've got a bunch of 18-year-old kids that suddenly have blank checks, what happens? You create more demand for education. Now, great, right? Everybody should be as educated as they possibly can be, but not so great in that when you have a market that is completely out of whack, as they made this education market, you do drive a tremendous amount of inflation. And so colleges are able to charge whatever they want and there's no checks and balances. So instead of coming up with a creative program that might actually put more market forces into play or at the very least encourage colleges not to gouge people with massive tuitions, instead they say, okay, well, we're going to throw more free money at the whole thing because somehow that's always the answer. It's not the answer, I'll tell you that. And the reason we're in the inflationary environment we are in still near still near 8% year over year. It's all because of this belief by a chosen few in Washington that you can just print your way out of stuff. Well, the truth is you can not. And we're going to see more and more evidence of this. Um, very quickly, I just want to mention the Disney story because I've been saying over and over again that they needed to bring Iger back. It's really what the company needed. It's what the stock needed. It, Disney has gotten so afraid of the woke police, that it's lost, I think, its sense of direction. And that comes from poor leadership, poor management, any which way you slice it. I mean, Disney was bound to have a problem when, hey, the rides are having more breakdowns than they've ever had, while ticket prices are the highest level they've ever been at, all while the the streaming business is losing billions of dollars and People are upset because they're like, wait a second, I don't know if my, my kid can watch the latest version of Toy Story. So this is a company that got so far away from its core that in an attempt, by the way, to win over the woke police, that I think it really had no choice but to say, we need adult supervision back in the house. And Bob Iger is not exactly what you would call a conservative, but I'll tell you, in comparison to Bob Chapek, I think he's going to do a really good job. And if you look at the stock price, if you look at how investors really rejoiced in his return, I think that's being reflected. I think there's a lot of good stuff Disney can do. It's important they brought him back only because this is a company that to me is part of Americana. There's sort of an American dream value aspect, right? If you would, to Disney. I want Disney to succeed. I've been so disappointed with the direction it was heading in, complete with. I mean, when you were looking for, boys Halloween costumes, you got Elsa that came up on the website. I mean, 
This was such an effort, such a deliberate effort by the company to appease a certain faction that it, it was losing sight of what it needed to do, which by the way, what it needs to do is be true to its shareholders and make money for its shareholders. And how does it do that? By being true to the values that made it the successful company it is. I think Fluffy would agree with that, right? <laughs> Fluffy's here with me again today. I'll tell you, he's, he's someone I'm pretty thankful for this Thanksgiving. If you listen to this show, you hear me talk about Fluffy every day and my love of this animal and my love of dogs. Well, it's the reason why I'm happy to tell you about a wonderful, wonderful supplement that has just really done a lot for Fluffy in that I, I feel that he's at his healthiest right now. He had some allergies. The allergies cleared up. I don't know if it was the supplement, but I think it might have had something to do with it in light of this being such a tremendous product for dogs. It's a premium nutritional supplement with essential vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, digestive enzymes, things that really help bring a dog's food to life. You've heard me talk about that dead food on the store shelves. This is what makes it real. This is what makes it nutritious. This is what makes it so good and so good for Fluffy. By the way, he loves the taste of it now as well. So that's win, win, win. It was created by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black, a former army ranger who loves dogs like me and is very concerned about their health. So he created Rough Greens to make sure that every dog had a chance at getting all the essential vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, digestive enzymes, all the things that they need to have a long and healthy, happy life. So it's a wonderful product. I Fluffy loves it. I love it. It's called Rough Greens. Dr. Black actually has a special introductory offer. You can get a free trial bag. All you have to do is pay for shipping by going to roughgreens.com. Get it? R-U-F-F greens.com. Again, that's rough, R-U-F-F greens, G-R-E-E-N-S.com. Go there today. Get the free trial bag. I know your dog's going to love it. I really do. Fluffy loves it. And I think you're going to love knowing that your dog is at his or her healthiest. So we got a lot going on. We are heading into a very wonderful holiday, a great time to really be giving thanks. I hope you get a little time with your family. I'm going to be spending some time with mine. But I have a special message for you tomorrow. So I hope you tune in for that. And we'll speak again on Friday. Black Friday, of course, coming up. This is a big day. Retailers are going to have the chance to maybe get into the black for the month. We shall see. Anyway, in the meantime, check out my website, trishintel.com. Again, trishintel.com. Sign up for my newsletter and make sure if you do one thing today, you go over to LegacyPMInvestments.com. Again, LegacyPMInvestments.com slash Trish. Sign up for this wonderful, special, exclusive discussion. I'd love to hear from you. You'll be participating live. Your voice right there, part of the conference that we're hosting. So again, it's on the 29th, 2 p.m. on Tuesday. Sign up at LegacyPMInvestments.com slash Trish, and I'll see you tomorrow.